Hey gang, welcome back to Voices in My Head. Just a couple of quick housekeeping things before we start. I hope you've been enjoying Voices in My Head and all the guests that we've been having week after week on this podcast. And if you are, would you please go to iTunes and leave us a podcast review for this podcast. It helps us to gain visibility, it helps us to get more listeners, and it helps me to know what kind of shows you've been enjoying and what you'd like to hear more of. Secondly, if you're able to help out at all in the way of sponsorship, you can go to rickleejames.com or voicesinmyheadpodcast.com, click on the tip jar and sponsorship link, and you can find out there how to give to this podcast. Uh, And I don't like to just ask for something for nothing. So since it costs roughly $11 a show in order to produce this podcast, if you donate $11 or more, I'm going to send you a way to get 11 free songs that I've never before released. 11 free tracks anyway. Some of them are songs I've released, but these are like live recordings, and some of them are unreleased songs. Some of them are things that pertain specifically to the podcast you can't get anywhere else. They're not on CDs, they're not on iTunes, they're not on the internet anywhere, except with this code that I'm going to give you. So if you donate $11 or more, you get 11 tracks. So just my way of saying thank you, and I hope you'll be able to support us. Now, with that being out of the way, I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thanks so much for being with us here at Voices in My Head. Live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick James and you're listening to Voices in My Head. Hello and welcome back once again to Voices in My Head. I am your host, Rick Lee James, and I am excited to be here with you again today. Stacy Lance is my guest, going to share some music by her and have a great conversation, and uh, you're going to really enjoy it, I know, because I've already heard the conversation. She's a delightful young lady and an, an incredible voice. I think you're really going to enjoy it. You're going to want to run out and buy every bit of music that she's ever made after you hear this podcast today. But before we get there, um, you know, it's a new year. I'm a new dad lots of newness, so I just decided to sit around and uh, play something new on my guitar I'd never played before, uh, so I don't even have a name for it, it's just kind of a little instrumental, I was making it up as I go, and uh, here it is, Happy New Year, let's call it the New Year tune, alright, here we go.
that's all I got for you today, folks. That's uh, just a new little song I'm working on. It's not even done. And let's just call it the New Year song because I don't know what else to call it. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. Episode 54 is a great one, and I'm not even done recording it yet. I just know it is because I had a great conversation with the great, talented Stacy Lance. I'm going to play some music for you here by her in just a few minutes, give you a great interview that I had with her yesterday, and uh, going to give you a few dates where you can find her uh, in the coming days where she's going to be playing some shows, so you're not going to want to miss any of it. First, though, we had a lot of response today from Question of the Week, so we're going to get right into that. Question of the Week. Well, question of the week this week is for all of you TV buffs who had bands that you enjoyed on TV shows, not necessarily real bands, but interesting thing about TV bands is sometimes they went on to become real ones. Well, the question of the week is, who is your favorite fictitious band from a TV show? And we got several answers. John F. DeMuth said, The Beats from Doug, and I guess their song was Killer Tofu. Uh, Jerry Kennedy wrote, I'll have to go with the Monkees, especially since they went on to become an actual band. And uh, who doesn't like music by the Monkees? That's, it's, you know, feel-good, fun music. Justin Marstella says, Zack Attack from Saved by the Bell, LOL. I wasn't familiar enough with uh, Saved by a Bell to know there was a Zack Attack band, but that doesn't surprise me. Brandon Hancock says, that's easy, Jesse and the Rippers. So I was hoping somebody would name that, and you'll hear why later on during the interview with Stacy today. John Waldrip says, Josie and the Pussycats. David Sanders also said, the Monkees. As a matter of fact, he was very emphatic about it. He says, duh, who else could even be in the running? The Partridge Family Police. I can't even think of any others. I'm sure if Susan Sims listens to this podcast, she will vote for the Brady Bunch. She knows all their songs and moves by heart. LOL, come on, Susan. Come on, represent. And then Susan Sims, who he was referring to, referred, duh, she said, the Brady Bunch would uh, would be the all-time best. I think I'll go for a walk outside now. The summer sun's calling my name. Yes, David Sanders, the monkeys, and the Partridge family would be second and third. And David Sanders says again, what I tell you, there are some things in life you just... Uh, you can just count on lol so uh i i don't know i guess dave and susan were having a conversation via the podcast question of the week so way to go matthew cole wrote in by the way matthew i think is going to be our guest next week because we have a very interesting topic about the soul i think we're going to be talking about i think that's going to be next week don't hold me to it who knows what's going to happen between now and then uh especially as a new dad i'm not sure what's going on with everything um still learning all this but anyway back to the question matthew cole says spinal tap uh plus i love the credits there is in the first mention i have found of the school of uh, hogwarts uh useless trivia uh wait Spinal Tap plus I love in the credits that there is the first mention I have found of the school at Hogwarts. Oh, okay, in the credits of Spinal Tap. All right, very good, Spinal Tap. Uh, Nicholas T. Flora says, Mouse Rat from Parks and Recreation. I don't know why I can't talk. I almost said Mouth Rat, but Mouse Rat. So, and Nicholas was our guest last week on the podcast. Thanks for, thanks for uh, writing in. I appreciate that. And Matt Anderson, host of, uh, well, co-host of the Sci-Fi Christian Podcast, he wrote in, Drive Shaft from Lost. That's no surprise to me or anyone else who listens to that podcast because Matt is absolutely obsessed with the show Lost. And I am glad that he mentioned that because uh, that's a very interesting show and I love all the uh, 
character arcs on that. Most of them, anyway. And if I should just put my two cents in, I say the Electric Mayhem Band from the Muppets. Really enjoy that. You can hear more about that last week on the Nicholas Flora podcast that we had. Uh, thanks, everybody, for answering question of the week. I'll get a new one out very shortly so you can start answering for next week. But thanks a lot for playing along. Question of the week. Well, I do want to tell you real fast that if you go to rickleejames.com, you'll be able to see some concert dates that are coming up there. And I'm really excited to tell you, I'm I'm hopeful for February, uh, as maybe hopefully at the latest March, um, going to be the release of my new live DVD slash CD, uh, Basement Psalms. It's been a long time coming. I have seen the video. I actually just sent off the last little bits for the special features to be added to the DVD. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. There are going to be songs you can't get anywhere else but on that album. Uh, the album will be available online for download. It'll be available as a DVD. It'll be available as a CD if you want to buy the audio copy of it. So we're going all out with this. Still waiting on a few things as far as artwork goes and some of the finalization. But uh, I'm real excited that uh, the live DVD, my newest album, is going to be coming out um, very soon in 2013. Lord willing, if all things go well. So be looking for Rick Lee James, Basement Psalms, live. You're going to hear uh, just exactly what all these new psalm songs are about that I had written. Well, speaking of music, my guest today is a fantastic musician. She has one of the most unique voices that I have heard in quite some time. I think you're going to be hearing a lot out of her. As a matter of fact, I hear her a lot on background vocals of artists that I listen to, people like Eric Benson and Nick Flora, and uh, I, I think you're just going to really enjoy her music. So we're going to start out her interview today by playing one of her songs, just before we do that, I wanted to let you know that for those of you that are in the Nashville area, uh, Stacy Lance will be playing January 23rd at the Rutledge, and she'll be playing in Nick Flora's band for his birthday show. Uh, please, if you didn't get to hear last week's show with Nick Flora, you're going to want to check that out. He's a great musician himself and an awesome podcaster. Um, and um, let's see, she's also on January 29th going to be at the Bluebird Cafe with our friend Eric Vinson, and so we're real proud of Eric. I believe this is his second Bluebird show that uh, he is headlining there. So uh, great, great stuff. Well, well, here is Stacy Lance, a song by her uh, called Happy, and it is a very happy song. At the end of the interview that we're going to have with Stacy, I'm going to play you another song called Ready This Time. It's a beautiful, beautiful tune. You're going to hear a lot out of this lady in the coming days, Miss Stacy Lance on the Voices in My Head podcast. You say you want to marry me I say that's a very good possibility Cause I should do love you So you call your ma and pa And I'll make the long distance call To Indiana Cause I do 
My guest today on Voices in My Head is Stacy Lance. In the words of Nick Flora, she is one of the best-kept secrets in Nashville. But the secret is starting to get out, and that's a good thing for all of us, hailing originally from Indiana with a voice as piercing and powerful as her predecessors, Lance pulls influence not just musically, but in essence from greats such as Patty Griffin, Eva Cassidy, and Bonnie Raitt. What comes from it is a form of songwriting and performance that is instantly arresting. Though only in her mid-twenties, Lance has a perspective that goes well beyond her years and a style that echoes equally a throwback to the past and a glimpse into the up-and-coming. So, Stacey Lance, thank you for being the voice in my head this week. Thanks for having me. This is great. (laughs) It's uh, it's great. Last week, our guest, although I actually recorded the call nearly a month ago with him, (laughs) but last last week was our uh, mutual friend, uh, Nick Flora, as a guest. And I just, with uh, being a new dad and all the stuff Mm -hmm. that comes with that, I've been a little bit behind on getting my podcast guest together. So I sent out a Twitter message, which almost always is a a good thing when I get response from there. I said, hey, anybody... have any suggestions for next week and nick flores says well hey what about stacy lance and i thought oh why didn't i think of that because <laughs> she's great and i'm used to hearing you on uh, on other people's albums i've heard you on eric vinson's album mm-hmm. i've heard you on nick flores stuff um i've heard just with different people i've heard you but i'm just now getting acquainted with your solo music so uh anyway i'm just excited to have you on the show today and to get to share some of your music with our listeners well, thanks for having me. I, I'm excited. Yeah, those are all uh, really good friends of mine that I had the privilege to work with. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for them and what they're doing, and they've been great about supporting me too. So it's sure. neat. I'm happy to be on here. <laughs> well, Nashville has such a it's a great community of artists, and I, I miss living there sometimes because because of that reason. But there's some mm-hmm. some great people in that area. But before we get too far into the uh, into your music, we have a really important thing first that I know our listeners are dying to hear is your answer to question of the week this week. So um, and 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 it's not really that important. I was just being silly. But uh, <laughs> anyway, no, so it's great. Your question may be a hard one, and I actually didn't realize there were so many of these until I did a Wikipedia search, and I found <laughs> someone has actually cataloged. Uh, the things in this category but your question of the week is do you have a favorite fictional tv band (laughs) um the first one that pops into my head uh was the exits which was a band on an episode of boy meets world which was (laughs) one of my favorite shows growing up when i was in middle school and high school and um yeah they just made up this fake band to get girls and they saw an exit sign in the hallway and uh that's what they named their band and put on this fake show 
and stuff. So that's probably the first one. Also, Full House. They put oh. on the band Full House, but I can't remember the name of the the band. They had a band name. Well, you are in luck because this morning I put out on Twitter, Twitter I said, uh, all right, I'm going to be interviewing Stacy Lance. Any questions? Mm-hmm. And our friend Nick Flora, he asked this question. He said, uh, and he said, what is your favorite Jesse and the Rippers song? And that is actually, <laughs> that's the band from Full House. So. It is. It is. I love Jesse and the Rippers. I've actually covered Forever, which is one of the songs he sings. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd tag it on to uh, uh, one of the songs for my old record, and yeah, it's it's a fun one to sing, for sure. It's a little bit cheesy, but I'm okay with being cheesy, <laughs> if it's appropriate. I, I, can't, I can't imagine anything on Full House being cheesy. What are you I'm, I mean, I know, right? <laughs> I, I thought that was like the drama. Like, you know, for me, it's been The West Wing and then Full House. Those are the two right. cheesy dramas <laughs> I go to, so. I mean... <laughs> I mean, nobody does it better than Full House, that drama. That's funny to me because I didn't know they actually had songs. I remember watching that show, and but I I knew he was like an Elvis nut on that show. Right. Figured maybe they were just an Elvis cover band or something. (laughs) No, he. This is a. This is going to show my nerddom a little bit. Uh, This is the one he he sings to his wife Rebecca in the show when they get married. He writes it for her, and then the Beach Boys come on and they make a music video, and it's all like his big single that kicks off his career. Now, was he actually a drummer for the Beach Boys for a while? That was one of the rumors, and I know he played with them on an episode, but. I think so. I don't, I'm not sure. I know I've seen the episode where they're like in Hawaii and he plays for him, but I know they were, they're good friends in real life, but mm-hmm. I don't know about the drummer part. One of my friends it just was a funny Facebook post the other day. He said, I still say I'd give it all up to be John Stamos. He says, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's kind of a funny reference. So. Well, well, that's a good that's a good answer. I didn't know you had actually covered a Jesse and the Ripper song. I I didn't know anyone in history had covered a Jesse and the Ripper song. So that's great. That's um, true. Yes. So just another reason to check out the music of Stacy Lance for sure. So, well, you were kind enough to uh, send me a couple of of MP3s from your new project. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's called Ready This Time, which is going to be coming out soon, and I'm going to be playing those actually on the podcast. Uh, in post-production, I'll edit those in, but they're really good. I mean, uh, they they have such a unique sound, and I I would say your voice is um, what else can I say? It's good, but it's unique, and I think that's one of the selling points of any musician that has staying powers. So uh, thanks for sharing those with me, and let let's talk a little bit about your music as sure. we uh, go into this. First of all, let me say you can go to StacyLance.com, and uh, just in case there's any uh, spelling, you know, people out there wondering how to spell it, it's S-T-A-C-Y-L-A-N-T-Z.com, and I believe there's a free download on there that you're mm-hmm. able to get. Um, I I hope you don't mind this comparison, but when I was living in Nashville and kind of a part of the music scene there more, um, something a lot of people didn't know was that Vince Gill was not only this, you know, amazing artist as a country singer and guitar player and stuff, but he was a uh, he's one of the most used background vocalists in the city. And uh, it seemed like for a while there, almost every album 
you could look up whether it was contemporary Christian or country or pop. He had uh, Vince Gill in the background. I even remember a Richard Marks record one time, and Vince Gill mm-hmm. was background vocalist on it. <laughs> and, and it was wow. just funny how much. So I'm gonna I'm gonna liken you to that in some ways because really? uh, it, because I hear you all the time on other people's records. <laughs> And and I think that is the coolest thing. Tell me a little bit about, you know, your journey, how you got into um, not only just doing solo stuff, but I have a feeling that a lot of your solo stuff came out of being able to start working with other artists. Tell us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of how this new record started. Um, I had been working with a bunch of friends that who were working with Andy Osenga, um, and they would bring me in like Nick, for instance, when he did that duet, he had me in mind and, um, brought me in. And that was one of the earlier times that I worked with Andy and, um, then Eric. And it was just this whole year, a bunch of my friends were doing records with him and bringing me in to come sing harmonies. And then that just kind of grew, um, from there and then, uh, allowed me to have some open doors and, and doing background vocals and stuff. And then, Andy approached me about doing a record with him. So that, that was kind of how that all came together. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's pretty cool though, because that really tells you that your peers have confidence in you as well as a singer and a performer. And I, you know, what better compliment could you have than somebody like an Andrew Osenga approaching you, you know, as talented as he is or Nick Flores. So, so well, well done. Not a girl, you know, (laughs) thanks. I don't know if I'm worthy of Vince Gill status, but, um, (laughs) well, well, you know, one of these days we'll, we'll have to on that. I, I I feel like you're, you're going to be that status one day. Um, now, now let me ask you real quick. It was I know that Andrew Osinga has been working on your new album with you ready this time. Um, your first album, though, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was your first album, Patchwork Plains. Yeah, that was the first one. <laughs> was, was Andy also involved in that, or was it afterwards that you came across him? That was afterwards. Um, no, my first record was with a friend of mine named Michael Spooner in town, and um, we we met doing uh, worship for a camp called MVU, just part of Lifeway and stuff. And um, this was his first, aside from his project that he had done, this was his first full band production, full record, anything. Awesome. <laughs> and the process kind of took us um, a bit of time. I think we re-recorded the record maybe three times because he, he gradually got better or got better equipment and the songs got better. And so it was a longer process, but it was a great learning experience about recording and how to um, make a record, essentially. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's yeah. great. And you recorded that one in Nashville? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a home studio, and uh, we kind of piecemealed the songs together in the first go-around, and then by the second and third, we had kind of figured out what we were going to do. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to ask you real quick about the journey to Nashville first before we get too far into your music, because you're originally from Indiana, and yeah. I believe you said you went to college at Anderson University. I did, yeah. And- 
there is this long legacy of, you know, artists that started out at Anderson and ended up at Nashville, you know, and then they became like the biggest artists in the world, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the journey that took you from Indiana, which is a place I'm very familiar with because I grew up most of my life in Indiana until mm-hmm. high school. And then um, how did how did you end up in Nashville and what was that journey like for you just trying, you know, to get there and trying to be a part of the music scene? Right. Um, well, I studied music business in college um, at Anderson and um, kind of learned songwriting and a little bit of recording there. And um, then to kind of wrap up my degree and finish that all out, um, I needed to do an internship and ended up getting an internship at, at EMI in their Christian um, music division, working in marketing and stuff, um, really with no intent to do music. Um, I, I had kind of written a little bit and stuff, but never to the extent of becoming an artist. And then, um, when I did the business side, I realized I'm not a business person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a sit at your desk. I, I admire those people that, that can work the nine to five at an office all day. I, my my brain just can't wrap itself around. <laughs> but that that's kind of what led me to Nashville. Um, I moved a week after graduating and um, kind of only had the plan of staying for a few months, but really just fell in love with the city. It's, it's a wonderful place for artists to live and kind of um, they're just very accepting of um, people who are creative and are even not creative. There's, it's just a very diverse city that um, kind of allows you a safe place to learn and grow. And um, I mean, you, you said that you've lived here in the past too. Would you say that's true? Yeah. And you know, and in a lot of ways, it's like, I'm, I'm one of these artists that's always self doubting. And so I was, almost always scared to want to play around other people because there's so many good ones in Nashville. <laughs> oh, it's like, so true. Like, but at the same time, uh, you know, Nick and I were talking there, there is sort of a big brother, big sister type feel there where Definitely. you do feel like um, artists kind of put their arms around you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been my experience, you know, even with friendships I still have with people who are in the, the music community there that, that still help me even as I do music in Ohio. Um, right. It's it's just a very unique um, welcoming community, and I don't know if it's partially just because it's down south, but um, mm-hmm. but you know, art, artists that I know there, some of them are big names, some of them aren't. But I don't I don't feel like any of them, at least that I know, have this like air of you know I'm I'm better than you, and I don't want to take time to hear your song, you know, or anything. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're very. Uh, um, I think they all understand that they've been there at that point or another, and. Um, yeah, that that's where uh, I've really begun to ch- cherish those friendships that I've made because it and that's that's where um, you kind of see the line between friendship and networking and mm-hmm. kind of really uh, gather on those people who invest in you and, and then you can in turn invest in them. And then it's it's more than just networking. It's it's a family type environment. So that's really great. Definitely. 
Well, your new album, uh, our mutual friend again, Andrew Osenga, who, you know, anybody who has heard Andrew just knows how talented he is, both as a musician and a producer. Um, he approached you, you said, about doing this new album. It's called Ready This Time. And um, I want to talk to you about the couple songs that I've heard from it. Um, the, the first one, I, I, well, I love both of them, but Ready This Time, mm-hmm. uh, the title cut. It reminds me of uh, kind of an over the Rhine type ballad. I, I think I hear a lot of Karen Bergquist in your voice, you know, <laughs> and uh, I hope that's a compliment to you. I no, you definitely. Voice. <laughs> definitely, uh, but, I love that. But tell, tell the listeners, because I'm going to play it on the show, but tell the listeners a little bit about that song and the writing of it. Sure. Um, well, I was kind of coming out of this place. I, I work as a nanny when I'm not doing music. Mm. And um, I was working full time um, and really didn't have the time to invest into songwriting and stuff. And um, But as that position kind of closed, it was just like a temporary thing where I was working long hours. Um, realized how much I missed um, being creative in that songwriting vein and... Um, had taught myself how to play guitar a little bit. (laughs) I still would not say I'm a guitarist by any means. (laughs) Um, But I was, uh, I was sitting in my room and there was these birds that had, (laughs) had um, started a nest in my windowsill and um, they were morning doves and just kind of everything that symbolizes doves. And, um, it was kind of a tumultuous time. There's a lot of different things going on in my personal life and um, just kind of took that as a symbolism of, of peace. And um, I don't know. It, it <laughs> Every time I sing the song, it means something different. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> do you have songs like that? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, and, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, and something about um, – I guess I just kind of took it as a a time in my life where I was ready to accept that I wanted to be an artist and, um, and really, uh, I don't know, just understood it for the first time of what that looks like. And, um, so after that, that nanny job ended, um, I devoted the next like six months to, to pure music and just, um, like that, that job provided me the funds to just, do that and then that's when Andy and I started recording and just this whole slew of songs came out of that that time and a lot of them are are for this record that I didn't even realize was going to be happening at that point um but yeah that that song man it means a lot of different things Mm -hmm. uh like another thing that comes to mind is uh my grandmother passed away um, around that time that song was written mm. and one of the last songs, um, well, I went home to visit her before she passed away and, um, we were sitting on her porch and, um, my, it was my dad and my grandma and they were on her porch swing. My dad said, go, go get your guitar, go, you should, you should play grandma, your new song or whatever. And so I went and got my guitar and as I'm driving back, I'm realizing this is probably the last time I'm going to be able to to do this or have these conversations and and it was I, would, <laughs> I was just with this wealth of emotion and um one of the last things she said to me was you know what I'm I'm ready I'm ready to to leave this place and and ready to 
be with my husband and be with God. And, and, um, so <laughs> there's times where that hits me and I'm like, Oh no, I don't know if I can get through this song. And, and I sang that song for her on her porch and I, I lost it. I was a goner. There was, <laughs> there was no coming back from wow. it. Um, wow. so, I mean, like I said, it did just kind of, every time I sing it, it's just an affirmation of that, that, um, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, you know, and a reminder, because like you were saying about self-doubt, like sometimes that can plague you so much as an artist and and wondering, are you even, <laughs> I, I mean, are you worth people's time and what makes you different from everybody else to, you know, um, be a part of this? And, and uh, but yeah, so that, that kind of reminds me and I don't know if I wrote it as a reminder to myself and to that promise I made or I don't know. It's, it's just a... Uh, a lot of those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a beautiful story, and that that's gonna make that song have all the more meaning to me as I listen to that because that's great. I I also one that have lost grandparents, and you know, it's it's just well, really anybody that's uh, uh, that's been close to you. And last night, as a matter of fact, I got an email from somebody in our church that was just requesting prayer because somebody. Um, and their family was close to death and was in a lot of pain. They were just saying, can you just pray? Um, this person has said they're ready, you know, but they're just in so much pain. And, and um, I, I was just thinking as you were talking, I've, um, and, you know, I, we're, we're kind of nerds around here on this podcast, you know, and Tolkien nerds and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was thinking one of the things I love so much about, like, the Lord of the Rings books and The Hobbit and whatever it is, um, oftentimes Tolkien will write about um, about places of death and really brings out what an actual mercy um, that can be and and just just almost looking at it as another uh, another part of life you know and another door and something uh, that that God has still made you know another door to go through so yeah. anyway all all that babbling was just say that's a great story so uh, hang hang on to that one that's a good. That's a good one to tell when you tell that talk about that song, but but you know you mentioned that you and I have both said why do you think it is as artists that we feel like like I, I meet I meet very few um, like really confident musicians now I, I I listen to somebody like you Nick um, you know Andrew was saying it Eric and I, I hear all you guys and I just think wow. These these are these are the real thing, and I feel like as an artist, I'm like I hope they, I hope they don't find out that I'm faking this, you know, <laughs> you know, like I feel like one day they're gonna find out I'm not really supposed to be in this club, you know, <laughs> whatever. And but I, I don't know why. Why do you think that is? Why do you feel like we're such like doubting people as artists? I don't understand. But uh, I don't know. I think. I think <laughs> I'm definitely more of an introverted person. Um, when I'm playing a show, I really don't know who that person is that has the guts to get up on stage and and sing. And <laughs> sure. I think with our writing, too, whether it's you're telling a story that has or has not happened to you, it's still um, expressing a little bit of vulnerability in the sense of um, I don't you're you're just putting yourself out there and it's it's an art that that is always up for criticism especially living in a town full of other artists you think oh i don't know i don't know if i can yeah. compete and stay in this this circle and um but yeah but at the same time it challenges you to to get better and um 
you know, I, I don't know where that stems from. I think, um, we all suffer through it, whether, whether you're confident or not. I mean, you have to have a little bit of confidence or else I don't think you would ever get up there. But, um, but yeah, I, you just, yeah, I don't I just, know. I don't know. I just seem like I've noticed that from really great artists, you know, uh, that just everybody seems to have, uh, you know, and and they are confident in what they do and they do what they do well. But I always feel like there is that sense of like, um, you know, I hope I hope they don't find out I'm a fake, you know, or whatever, because I I want to be like them. And I actually was talking with a a real artist, like someone that does paintings and things like that, and yeah. he's, he's been uh, he's been showcased, you know, around the world. I mean, they've brought him to to New York in these really fancy museums and places that I don't even know the names of. They're so exclusive, you know, but then in art magazines and stuff. And uh, is actually a, a teacher now at a university and teaching art. And uh, and even he <laughs> had said to me, he's like, man, you know, I just have, I'm just plagued by this. You know, I just feel like people are going to find out I'm not the real thing. And I'm like, dude, how much more do you have to do? <laughs> you know, to, right, to right. But that, I don't part of that is a believer i guess too we just got you know what there's an, an extent where we have to rest in god and say you know what he made us to be who we are and and uh, I, i'm i'm this person and he made me to tell a story in a special way and i've got to do it that way you know I, so. exactly i don't know if it's it's us trying to have a dose of humbleness or <laughs> i don't or just like a i don't know it is <laughs> it is humbling uh, for sure to to be that exposed as an artist and in putting yourself out there but i i don't know i don't know well ready this time is a great song and uh, i'm looking forward to listening to that again and again here in the coming days and uh and then you sent me another one that we're also going to play i think i'll uh, maybe i'll play this one before the interview and ready this time after but uh happy is yep. You know what? That's the title, and I don't know another way to describe the song because <laughs> it is. It's just a happy, feel-good song, and yeah. uh, my wife and I were listening to it upstairs before the podcast this morning, and uh, and she she said, this is so, like – it sounds like it ought to be like on one of those fun like Old Navy commercials or, you know, <laughs> something like that where people are yeah. just having a great time and jumping around. And, you know, and, and it is. It's a really good song. So, yeah. Yeah. I attribute that to Andy when I when I wrote it. Um, I had some friends that were getting married and um, just wanted to write a song to kind of celebrate that. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily about them, uh, just about, I don't know that that emotion that you you feel when you meet somebody and you're excited about it and so they kind of gave me that inspiration to write and um then i played it for andy and he kind of took it in a direction that was really fun and energetic and you know when i play it live it tends to be a little bit more country because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and an acoustic guitar and sure. stuff and get a little shuffle in it and so we we were trying to tread the line between being um not too johnny cash and not too too pop but we didn't really know but i think i think we hit it on the mark oh yeah what i can tell so far it's, it's great can you do me a favor I, I don't ask guests to do this very often but could you just sing a couple bars of that song <laughs> would, that, would that be a problem this this early in the day <laughs> i think i'm i think i might be warmed up i have a bit of a cold so i might sound a little oh. funny then uh i'm trying to think of where 
Um, do you want like the chorus or the verse or? You know what? Whatever you want. It's all good. I think the whole song <laughs> showcases your voice. Da, 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 da. You know, it's just good stuff. So. <laughs> be, um, you say you want to marry me. I think that's a very good possibility. Cause I should do love you. So you call your ma and pa and I'll make the long distance call to Indiana. So. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Thank you. I think you're, I think you're the first guest I've ever had sing over Skype. So that's, that's awesome. But I can tell you, folks, it sounds just as good live like this as it does on the album. So you got to check it out. Well, tell everybody where, where, and when hopefully they can get ready this time the album because I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing it in its entirety. Yeah. Um. Well, right now we're still in the studio phase. Um. We did the whole Kickstarter campaign, and and thankfully that all happened and with generous support by people. And so we're heading back into the studio in February and um, to kind of finish out the whole record. So I'm hoping Andy kind of gave me the timeline of maybe April, late March, April. And so if they just want to, like, keep up on Twitter, which is just twitter.com slash Stacey Lance, or my website, Facebook, all those all those social media sites that sure. you have in existence nowadays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I will say, <laughs> I don't know if anybody can help me with this, but on my website at the header, it's I can't change it for some reason. It says Stasi Lance. <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. But that's good. Now that I've put it out, everybody will notice it. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah, I'm trying to fix that. Um, but uh, actually, Eric Vincent nicknamed me Stasi. Stasi uh, because of that. <laughs> that sounds like something Eric would say. So, well, I, I was telling you know Eric's been a guest on the show before in the past uh, about the time his la- latest album came out, and uh, gosh, that guy is is not only talented and just a super nice guy, but he's really funny. And I, I was his youth pastor for about a year. Um, I was just out of college and he was just about out of high school in North Carolina <laughs> and, uh, we became such good friends, but, um, I'm, I'm glad that you met up with him along the way too, because you had a lot of, uh, you know, that what, what you sing with him on, it sounds great. And I didn't even realize till you told me that was you on the background. Once again, the whole Vince Gill thing, you're just on everywhere. So, you know. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad it's, it's not like super recognizable at all. Cause you know, part of being in the background, you want it to just kind of translate with each record, but, uh, but that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, um, am I mistaken or did you just recently play a show with Eric Peters? I did. Yeah. This hey, I, Cause I just had him on not too long ago. Tell us about that experience. Uh, <laughs> he is wonderful. He is really funny too he's another one that's kind of quiet at first and he gets i've heard he gets really nervous on stage but he is just one of the most endearing people ever and so funny and amazing songwriter i love his new record yeah Um, birds of relocations amazing yeah and uh he wanted to do a cd release show and and i had played around with him at the bluebird with him and andrew asenga and um, Christopher Williams, and then they, when Eric was putting his CD release show together, um, 
he asked me to come on board. And so that was fun. I had a full band and, and so did he. And we just had a, a fun night of playing music and, um, you know, it was a good crowd and a lot of fun. We played at the Rutledge uh, downtown in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Well, great. Well, Eric's music is, you know, he's one of those songwriters that I think is just his music's going to be endearing. I, I liken him in some ways to Rich Mullins in that regard that I think whether it has a lot of commercial success right out of the, the shoot or not, I think it's going to be something that endures because it, there's really some deep, deep, you know, soul searching stuff in his music. So what a great opportunity to get to play with him. That's good. Yeah. So. Good. Sure. Well, well, we might kind of close out this interview, but I want to ask you the same question um, that I asked of him, actually. It just reminded me of that, and I always like to ask artists this question because um, I know I personally have played in some great places and in some not-so-great places, and they're all oftentimes fun stories to share. So uh, I asked him this, and let's see if you have a good answer for it as well. Tell me about... Um, the best or maybe your favorite gig you've ever played, but then also tell us maybe one of your worst experiences, just because it, it's fun to hear those sometimes and be encouraged. Sure. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, probably my favorite um, would be, well, there's a couple different ones. I, I really love playing house shows. Mm -hmm. They're a lot of fun. Um, and I played, I, went on a little tour with, with Nick. We played this house show in Cincinnati and these people came to listen and they were so, so sweet that even afterwards, <laughs> uh, they, I mean, they were communicating with us during the house show, but not in like a talking over or anything, but like, right. like I started this one a little more soulful number and they were like, Oh girl. Yes. <laughs> you know? And just, <laughs> or it wasn't Cincinnati. It was St. Louis. I'm sorry. I totally messed that up. Um, They're basically but, the same city. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were so sweet and so kind. And um, and then music just kind of happened afterwards. That was just really fun. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. They were just a really welcoming community. That was a lot of fun to, to play for. Uh, or I'm, I'm kind of torn between this and, and this other. I played this random event. I don't even know what it was for, but it was on this, um, this farm, this property, uh, kind of, I think in Bellevue, which is, um, south of, south of downtown. Um, and, uh, it was just this beautiful setting. And I just got up there with my acoustic guitar and was singing, but, uh, and I was singing ready this time of, of all songs and, and just like hearing it echo and all these, different um hills and pastures and stuff and people were riding horses like it was just kind of <laughs> an event but there was something so beautiful and peaceful about it and and i i don't know it was a it was a fun time to be singing and i mean i don't think there was probably only a handful of people there even and sure. it was still like a cool moment that you don't always get on stage um my work show uh, <laughs> i'm trying to think and you don't have to name names, I, you know. <laughs> but I I just know we've all had ones that are interesting <laughs> along the way. Um, well, I it, it this one started out bad, but then it it turned out to be okay. I was playing in in uh, in Iowa 
of all places. Uh, oh, wow. and, um, we went to to play, and um, the venue was packed out. I was on tour with um, two other artist friends of mine, and um, the venue was packed out, and we were like, this is great. But because it, it was like a Tuesday night, Tuesday or Wednesday night, it was a weekday, basically. And uh, the whole venue's packed. We we go to get our stuff and load in. And by the time we had got back into the venue, the whole place had cleared out. Oh. And nobody had told them that um, that we were playing next. And um, so they were all there for this one event. And uh, thankfully, uh, by the time we did start, there was these, like, five or six people that came in and stood in the very front row just to make us feel better, I think, and um, stuck around for the whole show, participated. So it, it went from being kind of like heartbreaking to, right. oh, thank goodness. And they, they were like, please come back. Don't take <laughs> Well, that's great. I can – I'm sorry. Were you done? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. <laughs> um, I, I can remember one um, that I played. I, I've had so many fun ones and so many good ones. Um, but sometimes it seems like the, the other artists that you play with, even though they're wonderful people, are not not aware enough that like they've taken up more than their share of time and they need to go you know so you can do your thing and one time i was playing um it used to be called cafe milano in in uh franklin but then it moved to to downtown and i so i think maybe it's called jam and java or something in franklin i don't even know if it's still there anymore but it used to be kind of a a singer songwriter place to go and uh, i went in to play one night and i was all excited there was three groups playing and i was going to be the last one and i was like oh great i kind of you know get to be the the final name and the first group got up and everybody it was understood had you know like 20 minutes to play so the first group got up and it, and it was a, a guy and a girl they were incredible did a great job I was like oh this is awesome the next group got up and it was a guy that he kind of looked like a pirate and uh, he had a harmonica player with him, and he played a dobro, and he had these cowboy boots and this big, like, huge, like, feather earrings, um, and then, like, a cowboy hat, and he had a tambourine on his leg, you know, <laughs> and he played, like, slide blues guitar. And he was really good, but he was, like, so loud you could see it, you know? <laughs> and he played for, like, over an hour. He was supposed to do 20 minutes. <laughs> so by the time he finished, everybody had cleared out. <laughs> it was like, oh, great. Well, I guess I'll get up and play for nobody. <laughs> so, like, Thanks, pirate man. Thanks We're... a lot, pirate blues musician. It was good. <laughs> so. I mean, that's kind of unforgettable with that kind of attire. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And then I saw him, like, on the news after we had all these tornadoes in Nashville, and he was one of the guys interviewed. And I was like, yep, that makes sense. They got him off the street, you know. And, and did that. So, Well, it's been really great to get to talk to you and to get to hear more of your music. And I know the listeners are going to enjoy today's podcast uh, just to get to hear you sing. Thanks for singing live. I do want to re, re, uh, send everybody to Stasi Lance's website. No, it's uh, it's actually StacyLance.com. And again, you spell Lance L-A-N-T-Z. Um, she's got a great album out already, Patchwork Plains. And her new release, hopefully sometime soon in 2013, is ready this time. Please go and uh, follow her on Twitter, Facebook. Do all you can to get the word out because I really believe that, Stacy, you're going to be one of those artists that we hear lots about in the coming days. Oh, 
thanks so much, Rick. It was uh, really great chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you. Anything that I missed, would you like to share anything with the listeners before you go? I, I don't want to leave out anything that you want to hit on today. Um, not that I can think of. It, it's always one of those things where you're <laughs> like, oh, no, and then you get off the conversation and you're like, oh, I should have said something. <laughs> but, um, no, I just uh, – that the record uh, will hopefully be out. I mean, it will be out this year. I'm making that statement now. <laughs> Great. But holding myself to that. Um, but, yeah, just uh, no, I guess not. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. No, that's fine. Well, thank you again for being one of the voices in my head this week. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> And you built your home in my heart With care you crafted your walls deep But I loved you from the start So go on and love me And say what's up
it up for this week's Voices in My Head. I am your host, Rick Lee James. I again want to encourage you to go to rickleejames.com, look up some upcoming tour dates, buy some music while you're there, and be on the lookout for my new live DVD and album, uh, Basement Psalms Live. We'll see you next week on episode number 55 of Voices in My Head. Thanks for listening, and God bless. You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.